selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets, we won't talk. Celebrity Book Club. No boys are allowed. Celebrity Book Club. Say it loud and proud. Celebrity Book Club. Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo. Hey, best friend! What's up, motherfucker? Hey, what up, you sexy homosexual who I would love to suck the ever-living gum out of? <laughs> I would love to jack off with you in the back of a school bus. Not in a gay way, just in a broing the fuck down way. You know what I'd also like to do? I would like to hump sharks with you also in a completely heterosexual way with I literally you. just want to roll around naked in a diaper with you because that's what friendship is about. Um, My dude, how... How art thou on this crazy Monday? No, this freaking crazy Monday, and we're entering the freaking holiday season. Um, I'm really stressed. I'm about to go to Vermont to see my familia. You're about to head into mm, traffic. So when are you leaving? Uh, tomorrow. We're going to try and leave at noon, mm, a.k.a. 3 p.m. Uh, we're beating it. Yeah, we're going to try to beat the traffic. Uh, my husband, um, he's going to pick me up. And After his, work. And his Hyundai Elantra. <laughs> and I know it's going to be hell, but look, we're going to try. Okay. All you can do is try. And I just said, let the let God take care of it all. It's a little bit just like, okay, and welcome to six days trapped with my whole family in a small condo. But you know what? We can do it. Because we can do hard things. Um, anyway, I'm nervous about that. And then sidebar, I am recently poor and just like don't have a job and not making any money. Um, please sign up for Patreon. <laughs> and so I'm I'm trying to sell all of my like designer clothes that I've accrued over the years. Um, so I've been DMing with store James Valoria. Ruby, former guest, Ruby McCollister. Former McCollister. Former McCollister. <laughs> former McCollister. General, I'm DMing with General McCollister. General McC over there at uh, James V. And I'm like DMing with the gay guys who work there. And I'm just being like, can you take like these stuff? And I was trying to like sell this Echoes blazer. Not that I don't love it. I just don't wear it that often. Of course, often. totally, totally. Um... And they were like, we actually can't buy that because, like, the Echo Slava store is right next to us. Oh, and that it's, like, awkward. blazer. That blazer's cute. And I'll reveal in next week's VIP lunch how much money I make at James Gloria selling my many clothes. Before we get into our book, I 
qualified and was approved for, <laughs> <laughs> for an online focus group about vodka tomorrow. Shut the fuck called, up. From a company called the, YIQ. The day before Thanksgiving, <laughs> you're doing a vodka focus group. <laughs> Tasting almost like poison-ass fake vodka. Well, I'm so confused because in my day, I would go to an office, okay? And they would show me in a group of like nurses advertisements. But this is just going to be like on Zoom. Like oh, I, don't, I know. I'm Wait, not. So you're going... not even going to be tasting the vodka. Are they sending you nips? In the mail? <laughs> no, I wish. I know. I get like. Oh, this is so sad. They're just going to be like, does this appeal to you? And you're watching something like live like, stream. I'm sure. I'm like watching a blurry, deep water eddy ad. Because <sighs> I had to fill this questionnaire that was like, do you buy deep eddy vodka once a month? Three times a week, once every six months. Sidebar the other night at my home bar, I made a garlic and pepper martini. Okay, that's so Russian vodka room. It was a Russian vodka room, and I'll reveal how it tasted in the VIP lounge. Okay, we're giving so much VIP. And you know why we're doing that? Because we're trying to get you over there. Um, Because Stephen is out here on the corner hawking clothes. (laughs) Literally hawking wares. I'm doing a focus group. For vodka. We need literally any cash flow. Please sign up for our Patreon. Okay. Someone who also desperately needs cash flow is a motherfucking crazy dude. A rock star legend. Stunt master. One of the craziest motherfuckers on this planet. Steve-O. Uh, Steve-O. You know him from Jackass. You know him from MTV. You know him from Wild Boys. The Jackass, Jackoff, Jackass. The Jackass spinoff. And all the Jackass movies. Jackass 1, Jackass 2, Jackass 3, Jackass um, Uncensored. Just a, a real wild antics And crazy guy. guy. Um, um, and we read his book, Professional Idiot. Fuck yes. Okay, so Lily, we have to start this episode off. With some real Jack. I mean, this is so like... This well, is the most normal thing we could possibly do. We're yeah. about to shotgun two beers. So, or one beer each. One beer each. So, okay, is shotgunning, do you have to stab it, or can you just shotgun it by opening it? No. So, opening it is, which <laughs> just is probably, is it. just chucking it. Shotgunning is when, when you, stab you the side. open and stab and suck it from the side. Oh, but we, the thing is, we, we do respect our, the whisper we room. We are in the whisper room, and I don't want to get it sticky. And ultimately, like, jackass the 35 plus years is <laughs> yeah. about just chugging a beer and not. Okay, so... So can you do this, you pussy? Okay. Can you actually fucking chug an entire beer? Oh, yeah, I think I do. Do you want to get in all fours and ask for a dick to be entered inside (laughs) of you? Or do you also want to chug the beer? No, I want to chug. I'll just be interested to see that tiny mouth suck all that beer. It seems like you're talking a lot because you're afraid. (laughs) No, I'm not. You're afraid to suck a bag of dicks. (laughs) No, watch me suck this bag of dicks. One, One, two, two, three. Oh, fuck. The bubbles are hurting my mm. tongue. They're so strong. Ah, okay, I'm more than halfway. <laughs> it's not even that I can't give it out. You know what I mean? Like the bubbles ah! on the tongue, they get strong. Okay. Uh, uh, oh, Steven's a baby. He's me put in a tight Shut bar. up. I oh, feel nauseous. Me, How much is in your fucking beer? Let me know. Let me let me feel it. Oh my god. This is like 65% full, you faggot. Don't make fun of me, you little bitch. Shove this beer Steven down your tiny mouth. Finish it. Hi, yeah, this is the pussy department. This is Lily speaking. Yes, I'm the chief officer of being a pussy. How are you? What? How can we do for today? It's taking. I have a small mouth. Oh, we know. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm done because I'm actually a badass. Okay. Do you want to do our next? Trickle? This is literally <laughs> still sixty percent okay. full. You took one more sip. All right. It's cool. Okay. Let's, it's cool. Let's talk. I no, guess. No. Let's talk about the book. Let's um, talk about the book. So, anyway, listen, so, so you know who's not a pussy is Steve-O. Steve-O is not a pussy. This book, actually, let me just say this, this book is good. This book is, like, not quite as good as the MyPillow book, but it's kind of, like, up there in terms of, like, just sheer amount of shit that's well, packed in. I will say I was laughing harder than the MyPillow book at this book. Yeah. the Well, the MyPillow guy I mean, is, like, it's, so it's, insane. Right. It's like and ridic- it's not a comedy, and steve is a comedian. This is more of, yeah, this is more of a comedy, and he's more just like, yeah, I'm, I don't know. It's also just so funny that he grew up rich. 
I, like, so the book starts out and you just like keep reading it and you're like, wait, you're you like, fully no, no. grew up so rich. And I was gonna like at first when I like second page, he's like, Yeah, so my dad was the head marketing executive of Pepsi. So for, we moved to London. Pepsi for, International. For Pepsi Europe. He's living in like London. Then he's like he's like, and then we moved back to Toronto for four years, but then we moved back to London for five more years. And, and we then were- actually we moved to Nairobi because my dad became head of Nabisco International. <laughs> like and we had, when, he had to oversee like the pineapple farm and actually wait, the when, conditions were when he really goes bad. To the pineapple plantation yeah. in Kenya. And he's just asked he's daddy's like, I don't know, it smelled really bad. It looked like the conditions were bad. And the dad was just like, like, shut up. Okay. He was like, literally mm-hmm. shut up. He was like, if we fire someone, like someone else will be desperate to work there tomorrow. And he's like, and that's how I learned about economics. No, he's like, and that was a lesson. <laughs> and then I took all the way through my life because then it's like, he is at Jackass making no money. And he's like, you know what? Someone else would have done this. Yeah. Someone else would have. St- the thing is, no one else would have done the shit that he was doing because he was. So here's the thing about Steve-O. Like. He didn't just like, oh, all of a sudden at 20, like decide like, oh, yeah, I'm like, I'm just a skater and I want to do crazy tricks and I want to like, no, he has been like a stuntman basically since birth. I mean, clearly to get the attention of his father. Okay, so this book has the whole book from the very beginning. He talks about how he was he's just like really annoying and obnoxious and desperate for attention all the time and everything that he does is like this incredibly calculated obnoxious way to get people to look at him and it's like there's almost this trend I feel like in memoir culture mm. where it's like you have to self-pathologize from like the beginning of the book. You have to because you're like this is my memoir this- and he's been writing this book like out of order kind of. He's like started writing him in one of his times in prison. So yeah, it's very like it starts out with this like letter from a Birmingham jail. Yeah, and he's being he's... so like I'm writing this from a fucking cell right now. And like I hope to one day be famous. But wait, can we just go back a second for his rich upbringing? So there's a page where he describes his insanely richy rich setup at the London townhouse. Um, when they moved to the five story townhouse, I had quite the setup. The basement was originally designed to be the servants' quarters. So in addition to a large bedroom and a bathroom, there was also a kitchen, a laundry room, and a second bedroom that had been converted into a game room with a pool table. I had my own phone line down there and also my own separate door to the outside. So I really had to see the rest of my family only when it suited me. I'm like... So he has this full, full insane... Apartment with pool table. Blank check, like fridge. You know, there's so many fridges full of Pepsi that he's chugging. And he's like, oh, Pepsi products. (laughs) Dr. Pepper. Diet Dr. Pepper. Um, Just like Frito-Lay's or whatever. Frito. I wonder if the merger happened by that. Right. So his father is like Mr. International. His mother is like taking to the bottle because she's also being ignored because his dad is on so many business trips. And then, of course, his sister is like Mrs. Do-Gooder who wants to work for the FBI. Could she be more older sister? Sure. I mean, she defines older (laughs) sister. Not that that's like such a profound statement on my part, but it's like, you're right. She's so older because she's just like... She's always like, I'm... She's more intense. She's more professional. She has to take care of everyone when mom was drunk. Like, getting her A's, wanting to be in the FBI. And then as, like, later on, she's always, like, a journalist. And she's always working for, like, the Fort Lauderdale Centennial. (laughs) Yeah, the Centennial. Um... I did have this feeling, like, not to be so, like, long COVID pots girl, but I was re- I was just like, I'm starting to get traumatized by reading a memoir every week about someone's... Someone who's been traumatized someone's, with, like, a dr- With, like, an, like, all the alcoholism in all these books. And, like, <laughs> I know. every like, I single feel- book is someone just like, and then, like, everyone had a stroke at 52 because they were a lifelong alcoholic. No, he's like, and my mom had a brain aneurysm. And, like, we're turning her for bed sores. And we're in the hospital. And the her husband is like... That was, I mean, whatever, skipping it, I'll just say this part that was like, so like, I don't need to read this anymore, where it's like, and my evil stepdad would punish my mother who's in a coma and like have her diaper not, not get changed. change the diaper and because like, he, thought, he was like mad at her for like gurgling at him in the wrong way. And I was like, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that was the chapter he was like, this isn't funny, but you need to read this. Yeah, like, this is about my mom's aneurysm. Well, no, and it's important. Elder abuse is... Elder abuse is rife. And like, but then the sister, Cindy, was being so, no. I'm taking care of You're mom. not, because he was being like, let's get married. The evil stepdad at this yeah, point. Yeah, and she when was the like, mom you're had the not aneurysm. getting 
and, and you know was, I like that Cindy put her foot well, down. She put and, her foot down. Yeah, absolutely. But although so, I'm wondering how much money the mom had because did was she getting alimony from Pepsi Dad? Definitely, I'm sure Pepsi Dad felt guilty and was sending her so much money. It's very clearly Pepsi Dad because so. Back to Steve's I mean, childhood. It all comes back to the father. Yeah. I, I mean, hello, hi, Freud. It's just yeah. like. It's, this is the most like psychology 101 book. He's like, let me light myself on fire so my dad will pay attention to me. And Maybe dad will stay home if I dunk myself, roll myself in elephant shit. Yeah. And then again, light myself on fire. But also, Steve was born definitely with something. They like going uh, on. Screw loose. <laughs> Honey, it's they, nature and nurture. They, they tested him, his his heart rate when he was young, and they were like, "Your oh, heart." When, they were like, no. "Your heart's beating like well, no, no, three no. times as fast as the normal human." No, 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 no. You have it reversed. This is so you because this was when he did that medical study when he was in Austin, and they were like, "Your heart is actually beating like oh, slower so than everyone." So oh, you right. can go on this insane drug. He was like, yes. "So yeah, they they paid you like according to." To risk and it was pretty risky so we each got 2000 to do this study about a drug that had only been tested on animals that was like supposed to like make your heart beat like so fast like you could have a heart attack and he was like and it never like beat that fast for me because my heart's like weirdly like powerful and slow right okay and then now he I'm gets realizing. robbed by his like fellow testees in like a medical testing room medical testing is something I have not done done tons of focus groups but not medical <laughs> testing Chase was telling me my boyfriend for listeners who aren't familiar <laughs> yeah he, he is um actually done so much medical testing he did something where it was like for people to learn how to do mris and so he oh my would go and have some like ukrainian guy like give him an mri every week what that's so bad for you (laughs) (laughs) that's insane wow and he would like get in the thing and my boyfriend's so punk My boyfriend's so crazy. Um, just to give a little of my personal jackass history um, as we're getting into this, you know, I, I loved the franchise. You know, I love jackass and it came up and Johnny Knoxville was my beard um, in, you know, middle school, freshman year of high school. People said, Lily, who do you have a crush on? Who do you have a crush on? And I say, oh, that hot guy on MTV, Johnny Knoxville. And I bought a pin, a Johnny Knoxville pin at Newberry Comics and I put it on my my backpack. Um, so pretty cool, and you were like, "Yeah, I want to fuck and marry him." <laughs> yeah, definitely marry him. <laughs> um, and if you have the, you know, I I never did a a you know such a Stevo jumping off a building, but few of the things I did, I mean, chugging coffee grounds and vodka, kind of, and filming now with a few of my rascal friends, um, in high school. Did it like work? <laughs> like get like drunk and I mean I think it was just like generally gross wait well I have this memory of like Hamilton like throwing up coffee beans in the sink yeah I think we all chugged like caught like ground coffee in vodka I like can see this image of like coffee grounds in the sink and then I feel like it- just like but me, Hamilton, and Sam Rose, and like we're always just like filming each other, and mostly usually just involve me getting dirty somehow. Like I remember like climbing just like a construction mountain of dirt, like already wet, well, and then like being burrowed in it. Remember when they put cat food in your pasta? And that was Sam and Kelly of the band Wet, wow. which I'll call out. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, Sam Rosen at Sam Buck. Um, <laughs> he was living with me and my mother at the time in wow. high school, and uh, I came home from a hard day at CSW, and <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "Lily, I made pasta." <laughs> And I, it was a meat sauce. And I start eating it. And I'm like, ooh, yum. Um, <laughs> and then I'm like, something doesn't taste right. Mm. And they but started. They start eating. <laughs> and they kept eating. And, and then they start giggling hard. Giggling hard. And they do reveal that there was cat vittles in the meat sauce. Now, inspired by that story, I brought us some cat treats. I'll eat it. I'll eat it right I'll now. I'll eat it right now. So me and Steven are going to eat some cat treats this in honor very, of Steve-O. Let me just say, this is a very tiny treat. It's in the shape of a goldfish. And it's a, it's a specifically for dental health for cats. <laughs> it's really small. It's a little dusty. Kind of has an... It's, it's giving pebble, like, uh, visual appearance. Kind of a dark gray brown. Yeah. Um, 
All right. All right, let's go. Let's Cheers. Cheers, bitch. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Honestly. Does it taste like much? It kind of tastes like a weird cracker that like it one of my parents <laughs> or like one of my parents' friends is having at a holiday party. That like, are like left there and there's like a big tray, entertaining tray. Yeah, I'm kind of just like... A little umami bonito <laughs> flake. Yeah, it's, it's kind of actually giving seaweed a little bit. Yeah, it's just kind of like a little bit of a fishy cracker. Yeah. And I'm going to wash it down with um, some of the lot of beer that you have to drink yeah. left. The fishiness is staying. So so you were pretty inspired by Jackass. Like, you were really... Oh, enjoyed- no, I was like very I, into it. Like, so saw I, the movie in theaters, like, pacing myself laughing. Not as much as Steve... Steve-O is pisses so much in this, this book, book and it's is, so funny he pisses in a he pisses in the stairwell of a police station <laughs> when they're like trying to be nice to him he's like in, maybe it's in london when he's like in the drunk tank and like they're trying to be like mate like you gotta go like get out of here and it's like 5 a.m and he was just like i'm gonna piss in this stairwell it's just like you're fucking crazy. He pisses at the red carpet of Jackass, Jackass too, and he's too. with his dad. But he's at sister. that point, he's really he's like so acknowledging the fact that he's like, I wish I could say that. I, I found those parts to be very vulnerable, yeah. where he's like, I wish I could say that I just did it because I was drunk, but I did it like literally in a pathological way to get attention. In the same way he did it when he was like in a hot tub at Tao with like Paris Hilton, <laughs> and he was like. I thought then, like, then the girls wouldn't have to be in the hot tub anymore and, like, be so objectified as women because it was now officially gross. He was always, saving women by, like, doing something nasty. Well, also the pissing thing at the Jackass premiere um, was sad because he was like, I know I'll never be this famous. Like, this is my height being in Jackass 2. So I'm essentially pissing on the red carpet, like, pissing the rest of my fan away. He was like, I know I just have more random kind of, like, spinoffs with Dr. Drew after this. This is what he's so punk about him. Okay, I spent the night before my high school graduation in the drunk tank. I'd gotten hammered and was walking out of the pub holding a pint glass. And as I reeled back my arm to throw the pint glass at the pub just because. He's just being like, I'm just going to hurl this glass at the pub. One of my friends pointed out that there was a cop right there. And then I threw the glass anyway. As you expect, I got arrested. They locked me up till 5 o'clock in the morning, which point they sent me home. All I needed to do was walk down the short flight of stairs and out of the police station, but I was still completely wasted. Halfway down the steps, I stopped, whipped out my dick, and pissed all over the staircase. Another time, he has a girlfriend. He goes home to her Staten Island home, and she has a oh waterbed. And yeah. they wake up, and he th- they think it's the waterbed leaking, but it's like, no, he pissed the bed. And then he's like, he can't stop, and she's like, Ew, so then he like is dragging the waterbed like he takes the comforter and tries to stuff it into the like washer it at this like girl's parents house Instead. and this is by the way when he's already been kicked out of view of miami and he's just like for like also jumping off like too many buildings so then he tries to stuff it into the washing machine but like breaks the washing machine trying to stuff it in and then just stops halfway passes out <laughs> on the floor this is mo- more mom wakes yeah. up and there's a piss out comforter half in a washing machine that's now broken and this like her daughter's deadbeat boyfriend asleep and they still i mean this goes to his charm and then the dad tries to get him a job at like a landscaping company and then he loses that job because he shows up hungover it's like and they still like let him stay for the entire summer they're like well he's charming <laughs> god give me the confidence of a white man no no privilege that thank privilege. you yeah if i went and i pissed on <laughs> your parents <laughs> waterbed <laughs> the way they would absolutely still try and get yeah. you a landscaping no, job they would, they would. <laughs> celebrity book club this episode is sponsored by zocdoc you're trying to find a cause for your symptoms achy back headache runny nose itchy eye wart on my genitals So let me guess, you stumbled down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. (laughs) There are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk. 
get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com bookclub and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find NBook, a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. People are always catching him where he's just like needle in his toes, like mid jerking off, butt asleep, like underwear. He open. pulls out a tooth to impress a girl and in class once. But like when this is like this is what you're saying about how it's just like he's always been this person where he just like weirdly manifested this career where he just was doing stupid shit all the time. Yeah, and he was and like, And then they oh. somehow made a show about it. But, like, he was in class, he was like, I bet I can, like, uh, get out of this class, like, to some random girl. And she was like, how? He was like, by uh, making my tooth fall out. And then he just yanks the tooth out and starts bleeding everywhere, and they send him to the doctor. And then, like, with the, like, swimming and stuff, he's like, oh, you know what? Like, I got really into doing, like, crazy flips. Yeah. And, and then he just, like, learns how to, like, be a crazy diver. And, you know, so a lot of this then, so... This overlaps with skateboarding culture, and he's like doing skating, and then and then, which I really didn't know, his parents are like, "You got to do something." He's dropped out of like to a University of Albuquerque, and he goes to the Ringling College. He goes to Clown College, which and is, he gets in, and it's extremely selective. It's harder to get into it than Harvard. It's free. So then he goes to clown school. He learns how to juggle and walk on stilts. And then he ends up being very stilty on Jackass. <laughs> very stilty. And he eventually gets a job as a clown on a cruise ship. <laughs> carnival cruise. <laughs> on a carnival cruise. But it sounds like he's being like so obnoxious and like par- he's taking his job description to mean that he like wanders around the cruise ship like fucking with people. Yeah, you know. <laughs> he's always like saving up for stilts and then just like fucking with people and clown makeup the time in this book if i can find it that i could not stop laughing i don't know if he was in he was like i would just like bike around in clown makeup like hitting on random people and then i would put um chocolate pudding in my pants and run around right, connecticut saying sorry can i use your bathroom I oh shit yeah myself in, in darien in darien <laughs> connecticut Another Aryan from Darian. Yeah. Okay, but then he, of course, pathologizes that as well. And he's like, it was always because I wanted to be someone else. Like, I I took my passport photo while wearing my football uniform when he was, like, seven. Because, like, I always had to be a character. Always had to be. So So he he goes to clown college. He goes on this cruise ship. And then the other two clowns that recruited him, who were his, like, fellow alums from Barnum and Bailey School, like, hate him so much that they conspire to, like, get him fired. So fucked up. And so, like, they dock at, like, Miami or whatever. They're like, you're fired. Because this is, to me, what is also kind of so my pillow guy about this book, where it's like, there are just some lines in this where you're like, go all the way off. So once the Voyager uh, was fully constructed, this was, like, the largest cruise ship ever built, the whole staff rode on and across the Atlantic, Florida, where I was officially informed of my dismissal. I left the boat with $9,000 in cash. I bought a 1991 Mercury Grand Marquis, stilts, juggling gear, and a plane ticket. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then he just goes to California and just, like, continues to well, be, like, and just a complete he jackass. Always on this, like, confidence tip, and even season two of Jackass, he's homeless. Oh, another thing I love about this book is... 
the quotes from people. Oh, yeah. He has his sister, his dad. Like, he has his former agents who he's like, fuck them. They screwed me over by, like, putting their names on my life insurance policy. It's Johnny Knoxville. It's no. like... And they, and they come... So, in the way the book does it is, like, they're indented and they're just fully, like, in their own words. And I, I think this is, like, way more books should do this. I think it's, like, a really just brilliant formatting because he lets them speak of themselves. Obviously, it's, like, edited, but I'm like, I love that he's, like, talking shit about his sister or talking shit about himself and then his sister comes in and just being like, yeah. So um, Steve was completely insane at this point and his emails like were so crazy and like I would try to like get him committed but I couldn't. But then they were also sweet and the dad would just be like, you know what? I did fuck up at that time and I should have been more around and I did leave and I was working for like Pepsi it, Nabisco for too long. I mean, when he when he calls out the manager, when he's like, my managers were ultimately being shady and like wanted to take out a life insurance policy on me that they were, of which they would be the sole beneficiaries of. And, and then they have a quote saying like, you know what? Like we were also 23 and yeah. that was crazy of us. And like <laughs> the life insurance policy. So basically they tell him, they convince him to get a life insurance policy. And he says, only if you can make my like sister's my niece, the soul. Oh, okay, wait. This is what Dudlap says at that point. So when he, like, suddenly, like, the manager comes in with his quote, with his indentation. The life insurance policy meant nothing to me. It never did. The last thing I'd think about is to which Steve would die for a life insurance policy. To be honest, it was probably a really bad judgment to go down that path. But shit, I was 23 years old and going in as best I could. It's a little bit like, okay, so you kind of are basically admitting to being shady as Yeah, fuck. super shady. Um... I want to read one of his crazy stunts that he did here. Um, his, By the way, his mother has had the brain aneurysm. She is home fully, like, In a coma. coma. One day, we filled a baby pool with elephant crap that I'd spent a week collecting from the circus and putting into these huge Tupperware bins. So already that. He's going back every single day to he's still working collect- the circus. I also love when he goes to the circus and, like, there's a quote from Knoxville just being like, we go find, like, when they very first meet him, and they're like, he's working at a circus, a circus in St. Petersburg, across the bay from Tampa. And they're just like... It was completely out of pocket and insane. There's coke everywhere in his dressing room. And he's like being a fully scary clown where like children are running to their moms <laughs> at like... this like Russian run circus where they're like torturing bears. And he, oh, and in Tampa Bay. <laughs> Sidebar also, like Steve, Steve O was like, that circus was awesome. It did teach me a lot, but it was really fucked up to animals. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> then, so then he writes an essay for PETA. Yes. And then PETA, sorry, fuck PETA for a second. Can I just say that? that and then PETA doesn't use his essay because they're like we actually got another essay from someone that was like more respectful and better and well written and then are you and he's like you know what whatever all I'm trying to say is like no and this is why I'm sorry but like PETA is ultimately still so 90s full of elephant crap they're full of elephant crap because it's like PETA's not actually punk and that's my issue with them and that's always been my issue with them. Wait, has am I totally making this up? Your has your mother like ever gotten paint thrown on her? <laughs> no, you're <laughs> you're definitely thinking of just like a movie. A movie, okay. <laughs> of like a but rich I, woman walking out of Macy's in a I, big mink. <laughs> I wish. I love the idea of my mother in her nutria fur coat. <laughs> and they're like rich bitch. <laughs> At Macy's in downtown Boston. Downtown Boston. <laughs> no, that's never happened, but let's make it happen. Okay, let's make it happen. For okay, her, so let me 75th. get back to this elephant crap story. My original plan had been to light my whole body on fire, then do a backflip off a ladder into the pile of crap, at which point I'd roll around and put out the flames. Tremaine knew MTV wouldn't approve any fire-related skits because this is because a kid lit himself on fire, like after Jack of season one, <laughs> legal battles. So he suggested skipping that part, doing a backflip, into the elephant shit off a tall ladder would be enough. We filmed that one in the yard at my mom's house. And then he reveals that he didn't clean it up. His sister literally is taking care of their comatose mother. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, and then there was a rainstorm the next day and all the elephant shit flooded (laughs) into into our neighbor's yard. And he said the one of the producers had offered to clean it up, and he was like, "Oh no, dude, you don't have to do that." Because he's being so. I want to impress the guys and like not like spoil my chance to con- right. stay on this MTV show. So like, don't worry about it. We just cover my mom's and my neighbors are in Elvis. I mean, there are times when he's a little inconsiderate. So another time is you know when he's like taking care of that like dying veteran in London in his like 
oh, high school years. That really dep- I screamed that was so loud depressing. during that. And then he just kind of stops going one day, and like the ninety-year-old guy's leaving so many messages, being like, "Can you please come take me to my like doctor?" Appointment? He has a cataract surgery appointment, and then he just goes, "I don't know whatever happened to that guy." It's like he died. He died, That's he died babe. He was ninety-two and needed surgery, and he died. He died that day. He literally died because you didn't go. And he was just like, "Delete, delete, delete." Delete his like voicemails on his big nineties. <laughs> Yeah. his big Richie Ridge blank check so but at least he's admitting that you know, sorry um sorry he's, he's Demi Lovato's jo- mom <laughs> no Demi Lovato's mom who's not telling us the full truth he is being very honest bomb I was kind of surprised by this a little bit like he you know is very clear about how much he got paid for Jackass very low uh, well, the, f- the first season, he got paid like $1,500 for the entire season. Right, which they didn't know was going to happen to but that But then show. the second season gets 2000 an episode, which is still astronomically low. Yeah, um, for what they're doing. Yeah. and then But then he's getting then more they get, like, It more sounds money. like he's getting most of the money, though, from the live shows. The tours. And they were doing these, like, messy boots tours. The insane tours where they were just, like, again, like... Lighting each other on fire and doing flips, and like he was always like stapling his ass together. Um, and that... then like pulling out like a cobra snake, like on stage, like a insanely venomous cobra that could like kill everyone, and just like with not even a snake trainer. And, and, then... and he's like on coke, ketamine, pills, drinking, like, like insanely wasted. The, the time when he's like, Oh, I don't want to do an IV of vodka, and he does like six shots via IV. And then, oh, and then does he goes, more shots? And he's like, yeah, so then I'm on stilts, and I walk back into the hotel bar, and I get more Grey Goose to put in the IV. He fucks a lot of girls. Okay, wait, can we talk about let's Let's talk about his pain, and I was going to say him and Paris and Nicole. Okay, I do want to get there, but hello, the scene when him and Pontius, so Chris Pontius, who he always calls Pontius, Pontius. Um, who he does Wild Boys, the spinoff where they like travel the globe and it really taught him a lot about other cultures. Right, he's like, whoa, like, it's really crazy. Like, I learned so much about the world. Um, honestly, and it is beautiful. Um, and that was also very the era when Cameron Diaz had her show tripping. tripping. And it was Anthony Bourdain, and it was about just like, you know. Colonialism. Colonialism. <laughs> but I do think there was such a fun, you know, what was great about that show, and about Jackass also, which I, I do think is an amazing show. But which there's a real. Did you ever watch? I watched it today. Oh, um, okay. For but the I, first time? No, I'd seen it, but I'd forgotten how, like... Oh, did you watch it while getting fucked by a guy? No, Um, because I'm not gay, because that's gay. Uh, Were you, like, scared to watch it, like, when we were in high school? All right, back it all the way up. (laughs) No, it sounded like you were super scared. You're literally, babe, you've already proven yourself to be the hugest poser. You can't even shotgun 40% of a beer. Sorry, I have an abnormally small (laughs) mouth, okay? That's because I've done too many tricks, and I've had to get surgery. um, (laughs) To make your mouth smaller. Sucked in because it got too enlarged. From sucking on elephant trunk. It's a really good show. And it's like, it's it's raw, it's funny. Like, you just get a sense of, there's a sort of relentless positivity to it in its its nihilism. I love this. Actually, it feels very my mother right now, what you're saying, just (laughs) watching Jackass of the Front. You're like, I mean, the positivity is beautiful. I mean, we have so much negativity these days. And, you know, the positivity of watching Jackass is, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful vision of, like, you know, nihilistic, self-destructive masculinity that actually isn't self-destructive because it's about community and joy, I think, mm. at the end of the day. Mm. And I think that, like, the show Wild Boys... A.O. Scott has entered the building. <laughs> The community aspect is so beautiful, and our boys today need that. They desperately need it. They and, do. you know, we are so alienated as a society, and we are so With atomized. Our, video games. our phones. Our phones our and video phones. games. Okay, so the best part, um, one of my favorite parts about this book is Steve O. Hold on. <laughs> Thread needles later. Um, <laughs> is um, Steve O talking about, like, obviously, like all the drinking off they did together and how he was like, yeah, one of our challenges was how many times can you jerk off in a car with the most packed amount of guys in a car? They're in the backseat. They're on a race from London to Russia, which, by the way, tell me how they drive from yeah. London to mainland And he's Europe. like, yeah, I actually only came four times in, like, four days because, like, he's like, and I'm tugging at my dick constantly. And him and Pontius are in the backseat just both jacking off But together. he's like, yeah, he's like, it's really actually hard to, like, come because, like, but then he basically says something 
beautiful, I thought. What? Where he's like, a lot of people like thought maybe like we were being homophobic, but actually so many teen boys of that age like were so uncomfortable about seeing guys hook up. So he's like, I actually think Jackass did more to fight homophobia than like any other show because he was like, yeah, we were basically constantly hooking up on yeah, that show. I agree. Well, then there is this scene though when he then kisses Chris's dick. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I know, I know you've all wanted. Okay. So they're in Russia. And he's like, I wanted some shocking footage to contribute to this venture. And with my brain swimming in vodka, a plan was hatched. Pontius got naked and I addressed the camera. Let's face it. All Wild Boys has been is an agonizing wait to see this happen. Then I lifted Pontius's wiener with my fingers and planted a kiss right on the head of his dick. So there it is. I continued looking at the camera. Now you've seen it. So now it's over. Okay, but I'm saying like all he does is kiss the well, head of the dick. I think this is him reflecting later because then I'm like, why don't you suck? He his dick? avoids when they're in India and they're doing like a Kama Sutra lesson, which is so 90s. <laughs> and then he like avoids doing like the entire shoot because yeah, he's he, like still so embarrassed and, that and he, he kissed doesn't, his friend's dick. Because and you remember the car. I feel like. In one of the Jackass movies, when they stick the car up his ass, it's yeah, Ryan famous, Dunn. Yeah. One of the most incredible like scenes in a movie. I feel like I remember seeing that in the theater. I mean, like this is really funny, and like the doctor is just being like, "How? How did you did do you this? do this?" And he, Stevo, was like, "They asked Stevo to do that son. He wouldn't do it because he was like, I don't stick things up my ass because he's being homophobic, which makes me think that he is a little bit gay." I mean, the whole thing where he talks about how he does, like, get a blowjob from a trans woman, which she says in some other more kind of offensive language. Um, and then it's just, he's like, no, but, like, literally, like, actually, like, she was more femme than, like, some of the other cis chicks I've, like, gotten blowjobs from. And it's like, sounds like He doesn't like say cis in this book. I, I was doing a joke. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think, okay, yeah. The also the scene where he... I think he, like, liked it and was like, I would do that more. Yeah, dude, a mouth is a mouth. Yeah. Okay, when he walks in on Chris has just fucked that girl and then he fucks the girl and he's like, yeah, and I got her and she was covered in his cum and, like, then I fucked her. And I was like, that's a level of, like, broing down that is kind of... Have you ever... I mean, I guess I know the answer to this question. You've never had a moment like that with one of your bros? Yeah, I guess. Well, wait, but I have. What? Oh, where we're, like, both hooking up? With the same person or something like that? Like, in the same time or same night or something? Yeah, no, I haven't. You've been milk sisters with someone. Yeah. Um, I would say I've been in the room with one of my bros while they've been Oh, that time that I would go a blowjob while you were there and you didn't know. I... Okay, because I, there was that one time me and Friend of the Bond Daniel did fuck cousins on the same night. <laughs> right, but not in the same room. No, but in bedrooms that shared a wall. Yeah. So that's, so walls... kind, that's kind of like, you know, Dan- carry the two. Daniel's gay. Daniel's so gay. gay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think Steve-O, in this way where he's reflecting back on things, it's like at the time I think he was very afraid of being perceived gay. And then he's like looking back being like, no, I actually think it was cool that like we did everything but full anal okay. sex. You know what is funny though? How he's always calling flight attendants faggots. Oh yeah. I just, <laughs> he's wait, always no, completely on. wasted on a plane. I just <laughs> had it. On the plane, the flight attendant took the bottle away from me and I made a drunken scene screaming at him and calling him a faggot. Knoxville slunk down his seat next to me, mortified. Also, another time like Johnny Knoxville is being trying to be so the woke guy next to Steve-O where like this time where Steve-O is going to have a photo shoot with like Terry Richardson and Steve-O is being so like so there's this photographer Terry Richardson <laughs> oh, yeah. he does really sexual photo shoots and he's like yeah so I think I'm going to be pointing a gun at a girl while coming in her mouth and then Johnny Knoxville is like absolutely not I'm not doing that wait, meanwhile though wait, Johnny, Johnny Knoxville, Knoxville asked him to do the shoot this yeah, is the thing I about know. Knoxville is he's be like, yo, uh, we're doing a bukkake shoot with yeah. Terry. Like, <laughs> yeah. we're short a couple cocks. Like, you want to come through? And then he comes through. He's like, yeah, so you're just going to get head with this girl. And then some other guy's going to point a gun at her head. <laughs> and Knoxville's like, I'm totally not doing this. He's no, like, he's like, that's wrong. That's <laughs> totally wrong. It's like, you did literally call up your friend and ask him to participate in this shoot. But I will say, yeah. I think Knoxville is a stand-up, stand-up guy. guy. Yeah. Have such... you seen him on Family Feud recently? Hilarious. I think he's Really hilarious fun and family sweet. guy. And like this... 
So in this book, like later in the book, like Steve-O really gets in a bad place. He needs to be taken to like a psychiatric ward. He's like threatening to kill himself in like a and really... kill everyone and like emailing his dad, like insane Just things, being psycho. And... and Johnny comes to his house and like, and like does the intervention and puts him in a car and like takes him to the psychiatric ward. And, and Johnny is just being this really kind of like, and you know, Johnny went for it on the show. He was always doing the most violent stunts, but well, like... It's... I do wonder where it's like Johnny Knoxville did all those kind of same things and Steve-O just took what Johnny Knoxville did. Like, you know, he was a little more of the sidekick where it's like Johnny Knoxville was crazy, but Steve-O was doing everything else times a million. I think Johnny Knoxville is just more confident and doesn't have the same issues. This paired also with Jessica Simpson's... No, I know. I was going to say. ...like narrative about Johnny, which he kind of comes off pretty good in that book, too. Yeah. Like, where they're having this, like, emotional affair after shooting the Dukes of Hazzard, but they but they never consummate it. But she keeps just being like, he actually was just, like, a really thoughtful guy. and a good guy and, like, made me Because like, I was so kind respectful. of waiting for something where he was like, no, I did feel like Johnny got all this money and this or yeah. something like that. And it's like, no. And, you know, Johnny Knoxville... Oh, I think it's like stayed also married to like the same woman. I could be wrong. Maybe they're recently divorced because you know he's um, bought friend of the pod Alex's sculptures, so he loves lesbian ceramics. Wait, that is fucking for his wife, right? That's cool. Yeah, shout out to him. All right, we gotta move. We to have segments. to move on. And just before we go to segments, one insane blowjob story before we go, where he talks about how he got a blowjob from this girl and. Midway through the blowjob, she took off her dentures oh, and, and said, "Get ready to have your mind blown." And then, and then he tells all his friends, "He was like, it wasn't a Hummer, it was, it was a, a Gummer." <laughs> Celebrity book club. This week on the VIP lounge, we're getting into a whole bunch of topics: turkeys, designer clothes, wealth, going broke. And more. To hear the whole episode, go to patreon.com slash CBC the pod to subscribe. You're not gonna wanna miss our food reviews and our Thanksgiving preview. Sorry, peppers are amazing. No, i peppers are my boyfriend. Yeah, they are. And now that I'm thinking about them, I'm like You like peppers now too. I think peppers can do so much. I guess like I think of peppers as being not that tasty, but the alchemy of cooking them can bring out both the saltiness and the sweetness, and you get this incredible depth of flavor. Yes, the alchemy of cooking can bring out <laughs> flavors of food. It's so crazy. It is insane. When you, like, add salt, fat, acid, heat, like, food Subscribe changes. on patreon.com slash cbcthepod to get more content like that every single week for only $5 a month. Segment gummers. What does she wear? What does she wear? How does she live? Um, what does he wear? I mean, he's so thick, black eyeglasses. Well, I guess what's his what's his style now? Because isn't his style now kind of like is he sober? Just like post rockabilly, sober Sober, post rockabilly, sober. So he's like. Fe- I was like small he's, fedora. He's not fedora. I was watching this video. Like he just has like thick retro rockabilly glasses, like black banty, like dark jeans. Converse fans. I watched this video where he was like driving to Vegas to do. Do you something. think he's wearing like a three piece suit at a formal event or no? I think he's more just like skinny suit. I don't yeah, think he's vest in skinny tie. Okay. Yeah. Um, he was like outfitting a Tesla to go like do something crazy in Vegas. Cool. Yeah. Sober. Tesla I know it's like stuff. that's so sober tatted stuff where he's like, I'm about to do a crazy trick in my Tesla. Sober tatted Tesla. Um, what does she eat? Well, at some point he does go vegetarian in this book, but I, I think mean, that's he's done. very like, ta- I will say he doesn't really talk about food a lot. I don't think he has like a very positive or negative relationship with food. I think like yeah. he's always had like a great body. I feel. No, it's insane. And the photos when he is like in high school, he is a, Six pack. He's got always. He's got that. Just like I'm a punk six pack, and where it's I'm like a skater, I'm, and I'm, I'm doing always so doing many flips. tricks and flips. So it's like because like the other. I would say him and Johnny Knoxville. We have the best bodies in the whole Jackass crew. Like Bam Margera doesn't like Chris Pontius. Like has a little bit of a gut in like a fun, sexy way. But like no, because I mean, here's the thing. Even though they're like punks, like they are being athletes. Like. It is an athletic sport. It's an athletic sport. But he's definitely super... I just don't think he eats that much. I think he's, like, protein. I think he's just kind of like chicken, you know? Now he's being so chicken. I'm sure he does eat chicken. It's like chicken, avocado. 
He's like, oh, this is a dope teriyaki poke chicken bowl. Yeah, I guess I just I don't I don't see him being so. I need to go. I think, I think he that's to fuel as, up. I think though, as for foodie his... as he gets is probably going to a dope pizzeria. That's like very. I'm saying he's more. It's not about being foodie, but I, I think I, he's. I'm saying I don't think he's foodie. I'm saying as foodie as he gets as he goes I, to like a I, cool he, badass I, pizzeria. That's like wood fired, and he's like, it's like very like he's going to the Robertas of yeah whatever. But I was saying that I think he's being more like dope sauce about a random kind of Cali style. I think he's a little more tacos and pizza because it's more protein. Like I think he's having like he's a little more hot sauce. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't think he cares even. I don't even think he's telling his friends about like. I think he would rather cool tacos than a cool pizzeria. And I'll die on that monster on that hill. Well, I won't die on the hill. And you are a monster on the hill, and I am a sexy baby. I just don't think he's less dairy, you know? There's cheese also, like, on most tacos. Okay, most not identico tacos. (laughs) Like, and burritos. The point is, he's not a foodie. Um... I think that what does, how does he live? I, I'm gonna say that he, he's not so Anthony Kiedis where he's still like plunge pool and Buddha, but like. No, because I also still don't know like how much money he has at this point. Like yeah. he definitely has more. I think it's like, he is a little more like tech gadget. Like I think he does like, like things that like happen easily, like cool, like a cool speaker and like. I feel like he's kind of just like, oh, check out my new air fryer. Not even because he's like foodie, but again, because he's like, yeah, I can actually make like boneless sriracha wings in these in two minutes. Hmm. No, I don't think that he's air fryer, but I, I, I would bet you. I'll stake five. my life on it that he doesn't have an air fryer. Okay. But I'll I, bet you a bag of cat treats he has an air fryer. I do think it's like a little messy and I know this is rude. Maybe it's not. Okay, my first I don't thought know if was he that has that much stuff. Like I think it's like he like has Yeah, a you're right. Sectional. He doesn't have shit. He doesn't have shit. He's got like an empty house. It's like empty house, there is a TV, there's a sound bar. Yeah. And like he has a Tesla and an air fryer. And he's had a girlfriend <laughs> for the past like year and a half maybe. Yeah, I feel she's like. younger. Excuse me. Yeah. The bonito flakes are. Yeah, I finally finished her beer. Ladies and gentlemen, she finally finished her little bitch pussy ass beer. I'm moving on to the man's drink. Water. Water. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I do ultimately think that his bed is low. I think his bed is absolutely low. Okay, what's interesting about him is that he has a small dick. And he has a tattoo that says, I have a small wiener. But I do. Well, that's so him. Again, that's so him. he has to do all these pranks. I wonder what to make he thinks. It. Where it's like, because I was thinking about this when he admits to having a small dick. I'm like, what does a straight guy think is a small dick? Because straight guys like only see each other's like random plastic dicks and they're not like sucking so many hard dicks. Well, then he had that comment about how like you want to make your dick look big on TV, but not too big. Because That's if you Chris got full, that. Okay, yeah, if you got fully about, hard. About the, the kissing scene. Because he was like, if you get fully hard, it looks you like it. But like, you don't want to look small. I kind of think that his dick is maybe not as small as he thinks it is. I, I feel it's like, like thick. it's... I don't think it's thick at all. I, that's what I don't think. Thick and small. I think it's on a normal girth, but I also think it's normal length. I think it's, I think it's six and no. normal. No, I think it's four. He's seen a million dicks in his life. Like, like dicks around him. But he doesn't him. see them hard. Babe. But I think, I bet this he's seen... This is why I'm saying straight guys don't really have a concept of how big a hard dick is. Yeah, but is I think they're, they're always, don't... like, fucking in the same room. I think he's seen Johnny Knoxville hard. And they're showing each other photos. Like, he's li- it's Johnny Knoxville being like, this is me fucking. I don't think you can really know how big a dick is until it's in your throat. <laughs> but I think I feel like they're always like next to each other, like strippers, deep throating. Yeah, a little bit. I think it's four, and bit. I actually want to go back to the house. It's not I think, four. I th- absolutely. No think one's it's dick four. is four. It's five point five. No one's dick is four. If your t- if your dick is four, you're not even talking about your dick. You don't have a book. You don't even happening. make a joke called "My Dick Is Small." I don't know. I just th- well, this was also was interesting because I feel like gay guys basically, if you have a small dick, you don't ever talk about your dick like or you pretend it's big but you would never say it's small you know what i mean and that's why it's like i wonder if it's the same thing with straight because i'm just like is it actually small 
Okay, I'm sure we can. I'm sure we can find a photo of it. Sure, we can. Also, I think I've just said. I think his the most stuff in his room in his house is his office because I feel like he is so like video editing. And I think there's like a Peloton in there, and I think he's Peloton. Whoa. Yeah, that's a tatted chef. And I think he's like, have you ever fucking done like Cindy's ride? It's actually fucking crazy, and it's crazier you than all what? some of the shit I've done in my life. Maybe you're right. Sober tatted chef has a Peloton. Or does he have the Peloton rowing machine? That's too random. Why would he get the rowing machine to like flip off of? Yeah, because it's more flippy. I just think that his ex, he's like, I don't know, I don't know if he has the, the non-ADHD for that. Like he's- But Peloton is so like you're going fast, like it's a class. I've never. This is you're going fast. fast. It's a quote. Somebody who's never been on a Peloton. They should put that in their new ad. Um, Okay, who are you in the book? Interesting. Interesting. Okay, he is a Gemini, and I did kind of sometimes like identify with his absolute like mania. Um, But like, you're also a little bit of like your Pepsi dad. You're a little bit Pepsi dad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a little bit older sister, like reporter. Yeah, who wants to be in the FBI? That's so you. (laughs) (laughs) And just like begrudgingly, like doing the bed sore changing. Um, Yeah, I don't know if you're begrudgingly bed sore changing. I yeah. (laughs) No, I think you're more FBI like Tampa Gazette sister. Tampa Gazette sister. (laughs) You're the Tampa Gazette sister, (laughs) and um, I mean, I'm not Stevo. I feel like I'm definitely like one of his like friends who's less crazy <laughs> less crazy friends you're one of wait, wait wait this was also so rich I, he, wait you know who he, i am his like that girl that thinks he's so dope that like runs his email chain <laughs> called like steve's rat emails or something yeah <laughs> you're writing his email list sort of into the ground <laughs> okay it was so rich when he was like he was like i loved my um my stepmom because she taught me arabic and then i could impress my kuwaiti friends with wait, it that's who you are you're his arabic stepmom sophia <laughs> Who's just like being fat? There's a quote from her just being like, I like Steve. I like, like Steve. He was my friend. Ted was hard on him. And you're, I was like, oh, there's vibes. Did you guys hook up? He's like fucking everyone in yeah. this book. But that's because he has a six pack six. and he's okay, famous. Maybe that's six. And that's giving 5.5. All right. Listen, I give this book honestly four out of five, like uh, shopping carts full of baby shit. I give this that yeah, are getting uh, flown four into point, a pool. honestly, four Tupperwares full of elephant shit out of five Tupperwares. It's a wild ride. It's a wild ride. It's surprisingly literate. It's fun. You know. It's vulnerable. It's vulnerable. Again, we love when a book is vulnerable. You're going to learn a lot. He talks about other celebrities. talking about Paris Hilton, Nicole Richie. Should we get into it? He like talks about Val how like. Kilmer, Henry Rollins. He's like, I hate Henry Rollins. <laughs> he apologizes to Nicole Richie um, for saying, for not denying that they were dating. Yeah, which is a little random and which cocked is, of him. I'm yeah. like, she doesn't care, babe. She's she, not reading this. I, I know. He's <laughs> like, like, she never forgave me. So, Nicole, if you're out there, like, because I remember when that happened, he was like, yeah, we're dating. And then she was pissed. Yeah. So, um, and then even the book, he's like, and I really struggle with whether or not I should put this in the book. And it's like, girl, it sounds babe. like you're really hung up on this. And that's why the house is small, because, you know, it's, yeah, he does need that. And that's money. why I don't think there's a Peloton in this small, like. I thought you just agree, did agree that there was a Peloton. I'm taking it back. It's a two bedroom in like Santa Alameda. And I don't think there's a Peloton in there. OK, so there's just a random. Uh, there's a D-less Peloton. I don't think there's an exercise machine. You don't think he's after paying a Peloton? <laughs> All right. Well, Steve and I are going to continue this conversation In on the, the street. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to flip for it. Um, okay. Thank you, kids. Do not try any of this at home. Absolutely. Or freaking do. Okay. Well, um, send us any like videos, your tricks. We're going to be posting some more tricks online when I have a phone. Best. Best. <laughs> Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prologue Projects. The show is produced by Benjamin Frisch. With editorial support from Leon Nafok, Andrew Parsons, Arlene Revelo, and Madeline Kaplan. Our production manager is Persia Verlin. Original theme song by Stephen Phillips Horst. Artwork by Teddy Blanks at Chips NY. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CBC The Pod. Subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review and don't forget to tell your friends... 
well, about us. And don't forget to go to patreon.com for access to the VIP Lounge, our exclusive bonus podcast. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.